Hey there, listener. I know you're dying to get to today's juicy, juicy episode, but real quick, we wanted to tell you something special. If you hadn't heard, we are coming out with an actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon. And if you listen to the end of today's episode, you can actually hear the first part of episode one. Now, if you want to make sure you don't miss the launch of this new show, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash guild and sign up to join our free community where we'll announce all of these things. But again, if you listen to today's episode all the way to the end, you'll hear a snippet from the first part of the first episode and tell us what you think. But uh, in the meantime, let's get back to today's show. Who goes there? Ulf yells in the darkness. He'd found his way into this larger cave and had ultimately gotten lost. This cave was enormous. It honestly reminded of him when he and his old friends had delved into the Underdark, looking for that lost library. To think that he had risked his life so Rowan could find a silly children's book. He chuckled to himself. He'd do it again. He loved his friends and would die for them. Even me? Asked a familiar voice. Ulf spun around, thrusting his torch into the enveloping darkness. Rakuni? Is that you? The cave responded with silence and stillness. Truly, this cave was enormous. How had he not found a wall yet? What are memories but illusions? The drifting voice of Hugh Deer echoed around from no direction in particular. Hugh Deer, my friend! I'm so sorry, Ulf bellowed as he turned around. He'd briefly seen the visage of Hugh Deer right before it faded into the darkness of the cave. And apologies are just smoke from a dying fire. This time the voice was that of Ulf's adopted father. Ulf turned and saw the broken body of a dying man, just before it too faded into the black of shadow. You left us. This time it was Rue's voice, and Ulf saw her. Taller, thinner than usual, with deep shadows ringing her eyes, and a darkness behind. Then that too faded. Ulf kept spinning and spinning from voice to shadow to voice to shadow, until suddenly he stopped. There, standing in front of Ulf, was a woman. Ulf, who are you? It was Ulf's birthday. So what would you like to do? Welcome back to today's show. It's me, Justin, and uh, today I will be discussing one of the most important elements of any D&D campaign, the villain. Uh, a great villain can be the driving force behind your campaign. That's why it's so important to have a great villain. You see, it can provide motivation for your players to continue the quest, and it can also give them a tangible enemy to fight. A poorly written villain, on the other hand, can make the campaign feel lackluster. You know that feeling you get when Thanos kills Loki, or when Saruman sends the horde of Urukai to destroy Rohan, or when the Joker blows up a hospital? Those feelings are only possible because of well-written villains. So let's dive in and discuss how to make a great villain that your players will love to hate. Part one, 
What makes a good villain? First, let's explore what makes a good villain. A great villain is one that is complex, has clear motivations, and is relatable in some way. Players should be able to understand the villain's perspective, even if they don't completely agree with it. Another key aspect of a good villain is that they pose a real threat to the players, either directly or indirectly. They should be challenging to defeat and their actions should have consequences that impact the world around them. A villain that is too easy to defeat or doesn't pose a significant threat can leave players feeling unsatisfied. So when creating your villain, keep these factors in mind. Ask yourself questions like this. What motivates this character to act this way? How can I make this villain a real threat to my players? Would a normal person at least consider their arguments in a reasonable conversation? Part two, different types of villains. As you create, consider the different types of villains that you can use to add variety and depth to your campaign. One type of villain is the classic big bad. This is the ultimate enemy that your players will face at the end of the campaign. They're often very powerful, very dangerous, and have a grand plan that the players must stop. Another type of villain is the mastermind. This villain operates by pulling strings and manipulating events to achieve their goals. They might not be directly involved in combat, but players feel their influence throughout the campaign. A third type of villain is the anti-hero. This is a character who is not necessarily evil, but whose goals conflict with those of the players. They may be motivated by a desire to protect their own interests or just seek revenge against someone who wronged them. Finally, consider the tragic villain. This is a character who is sympathetic in some way, perhaps because of a past trauma or a belief that their actions are justified. These villains can add a lot of depth to your campaign and make players question their own beliefs and motivations. And to be sure, your villain might end up being each of these types at one point in their life. Anakin Skywalker, for example, moved from being an anti-hero to towards a tragic villain, and finally becoming Darth Vader and taking his role as the big bad. Maybe your villain has a similar trajectory. Part three, how to create a good villain. Now that we've discussed what makes a good villain, let's dive into how to create one. The first step is to determine your villain's backstory. What events led them to become the person they are today? What traumas or life experiences shaped their worldview? A fleshed out backstory can add depth and complexity to your villain. Next, consider your villain's motivations. What do they hope to achieve? Are they seeking power, revenge, or something else? Your villain's motivations should be clear and understandable to the players, if not the characters. When designing your villain's personality, think about how they interact with the world around them. Are they charismatic and manipulative or ruthless and brutal? How do they view their enemies and allies? Finally, give your villains some unique traits or abilities that set them apart from other villains in your campaign. Maybe they have a special magical ability or are particularly skilled at combat. Whatever it is, make sure it adds to their characterization and makes them a more compelling foe. Often, villains have good motives but take the wrong approach. Other times, the villains are self-interested and purely want to watch the world burn. Make sure to flesh out these intersections of motivations and backstory to really make your villains stand out. Part 4. 
examples of compelling D&D villains. I also want to give some examples of great D&D villains that you can draw inspiration from. For example, one compelling D&D villain is Strahd von Zarovich, the main antagonist of the Curse of Strahd campaign setting. Strahd is a vampire lord with a tragic backstory. He was once a nobleman who fell in love with a woman he couldn't have, and in his despair he made a pact with, with dark powers that turned him into a vampire. He now rules over the land of Barovia with an iron fist, seeking to reclaim his lost love and exact revenge on those who wronged him. Another example is Xanathar, the beholder crime lord who appears in the Waterdeep campaign setting. Xanathar is a ruthless and cunning villain. He commands a vast criminal empire using his intelligence and magical powers to stay one step ahead of players. Despite his monstrous appearance, Xanathar is a rich and complex character with a deep backstory. And a third example is the archdevil Osmodeus, who appears in various D&D settings as the ruler of the Nine Hells. Asmodeus is a powerful and cunning villain who seeks to expand his influence over the multiverse. He uses his mastery of magic and deception to achieve his goals. His status as a godlike figure and the ruler of a demonic realm makes him a formidable enemy for any party of adventurers. Part 5. A live example of writing a villain. <clears throat> to illustrate all of this, let's briefly discuss a villain that I have in the campaign that I am currently running. And before I go on, just let me say that if anyone is listening to this that plays at my table, turn this episode off because there are serious spoilers here. Okay, for everyone else though, let's talk about Dreamtaker. Dreamtaker is an ancient fey being who looked upon the material plane with pity. He saw the immense suffering there and wanted to do something about it. He set out to turn the material plane into the realm of dreams. He was, of course thwarted in his attempt and banished to the realm of nightmares that he had accidentally created. While there, he found a convergence with the Shadowfell and was able, through it, to escape. He has now returned to the material plane in various forms to seek revenge and fulfill his plans of stopping reality and turning it into a dream. You know, even as I wrote this episode and thought about Dreamtaker, I thought of ways to improve him as a villain, and for one, I know that he is a threat to my players, and they know it too. He's super powerful, so that part's pretty easy. But his motivations are a little unclear. You know, I, I wrote that he wants to gain followers and through their belief in him, transfer the material plane to the dream world, but I think I could do a little bit better on fleshing that out and making it a little bit more succinct and powerful. I also think that as far as being dynamic, he's not super dynamic. He's pretty one-sided. So that's where I need to work on him next. So there you have it, a live example of a villain in progress and a framework that you can follow. I would also say that when you work on your own villains, write everything out first, then summarize it into those points mentioned above. And from there, just edit. You know, I'd love to see what kinds of villains you come up with. And, and I'm hopeful that this has helped. Uh, if it has, or if you are in the process of writing your own villain, make sure to post them on Instagram and tag how to be a better DM to let us know what you made. Thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, we'll be back next week for an even better episode. But until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Thank you for listening to today's show. 
Uh, we really appreciate your support and your patronage. We have a few more announcements to go over. Uh, first, thanks for listening to today's show. You obviously liked it because you listened this far. So, as a treat, we want to give you a taste of what's coming. Listen up. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Kalignos. Um, world of fantasy, magic, adventure, death, life, gods, the lack thereof, murder, love, mystery, no love, Gosh, zero love, but most of all, love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's some love, but we won't be doing any of that because I don't like it. Because we're all men here. We're yes. all thank here. Yeah. I mean, hey. well, actually, well, we'll see. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to bring the love. Thank Tanner. You. Tanner will bring the love. <laughs> I feel that. Come with us. Um, we find ourselves in hell. The nine hells, to be exact. Each layer of the hells grows more violent and evil in its nature. We pass beyond Avernus, the first hell, a rocky and desolate landscape being constantly ruptured and broken by meteors falling from above and volcanic eruptions from below. A legion of fiends marching towards some unknown destination, branded and prepared for war. A frighteningly gorgeous woman in dark robes at their head. Falling through an opalescent pool, tumbling through the heats of hell, we find the Iron City of Dis, the second level of hell. The walls, buildings, and streets all glow with a dull red of hot metal. A monstrous tower pierces the sky and overlooks the Iron City, the throne of Dispater. Peering at its subjects, a waterfall of molten lava flows out of a wall covering an entrance to the underground prison network where prisoners of war, criminals, and kidnappers are kept and reformed. Mentiri, the prison of Dis. Now, our intent is to find heroes of the light, heroes of righteous demeanor, heroes that can bring the world from darkness and save the innocent. Let's go see if we can find them in Mentiri. We find ourselves deep in a portion of Mentiri called The Purge. An unsettlingly clean and put together section of the prison dedicated to the torture, reformation, and punishment of prisoners. An Aaron Yace clad in blood red plate armor drags a jet black dagger down the bare chest of a human man strapped to an iron table. Damn. He's dashing, rippling with muscles, white blonde hair disheveled. It's long about shoulder length. He's, he's a good looking dude, right? So there is some love okay. here in Caligna. Right. <laughs> we're, we're feeling it. All right, good. That's all his, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it is. He clenches his teeth in pain as the dagger is just casually dragged down his belly as blood starts to come out. Um, he fixes his gaze on this devil woman and says, I will ever serve the light. May the gods curse you. And he spits. 
She sighs, breathes in deeply, puts away the dagger, and summons a giant greatsword from out of the nothingness. Uh, Before the man has time to finish the gulp, as he sees this giant blade, uh, his head is lopped off. Oh. Um, So... Oh, well. (laughs) There goes the hero of light. Not so handsome anymore. Um, Let's see if we can find anybody else. What do you say? That's right. We're coming out with an actual play D&D podcast called Pact and Boon. And we are so excited to share this with you. Just so you know, our characters start out in the Nine Hells. And if that doesn't sound fun enough for you, let me just say that Tanner will be sporting a German accent. And it is quite delightful. So if you want to be notified for when this show comes out within the next few months, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact n boon. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Put in your name and email and we'll let you know as soon as Pact and Boon is released. Tired of being alone? Are you tired of not having any of your players understand you? Are you tired of never truly belonging? Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is join the Guild. The Guild is a unique and exclusive experience that is only open to Dungeon Masters. It is a full community focused on helping ease your DMing burdens. Want to meet other DMs? Join the Guild. Want to discuss your homebrew ideas with people who would appreciate it instead of just telling your cat? Join the Guild. Want to find a place where all your wildest dreams will come true? Join the guild. Go to monsters.rent slash guild and sign up today for free. Wait, that can't be right. Chuck, Chuck, can you check this again? Is this supposed to be... What? Oh, it's... They're serious? It's free? Oh, okay. All right. Yes, go to monsters.rent slash subscribe slash guild and sign up today for free even though they are crazy for giving this away for free common side effects may include burping sneezing laughing breathing hearing listening tasting farting critting sarcasm puns and in extreme cases explosive diarrhea that's all the announcements we have today again thank you so much for everything you do for us you make this show possible like we said before we'll be back next week with another great episode and until then let's go ahead and roll initiative